Now, I've been sitting on this one for a few hours because it has been a crazy day in <laughs> the UFC world. Um, I'm going to start by saying the prelims and the early prelims have had no changes. All those matchups are still the same. But I can't remember what time I saw it this morning, but... Hamza Chimaev, who is scheduled to fight Nate Diaz, missed weight by seven and a half pounds. <laughs> he came in seven and a half pounds crazy. So I wanted to I wanted to record something right away, but that would be a little bit disingenuous of me, a person who likes gathering all the facts. You know, I'll never be first, but I'll at least be within the ballpark of right. Things change minute by minute nowadays due to the internet culture, but I wanted to get some facts straight before I start saying, wow, he missed seven pounds, did he even try? So I was looking at all the stories, like, yeah, he missed seven and a half pounds. I saw DC made a video, it's like, he's really overweight. We don't know by how much just yet is the fight going to even happen, whatever. But Dana White went on and, uh, had like a little three minute video through ESPN, UFC, and his Instagram saying what happened. Well, turns out Hamzat was cutting weight and he was still seven and a half pounds over. So they put it, uh, they had a doctor come in and assess if he was going to be good enough to fight. He could have lost the weight, but was he going to be good enough to fight? You know, um, in the past, there have been fighters that cut so much weight that they were pretty much useless. And even if, yeah, they made the weight, but even if they rehydrated, you know, if you've ever been in a weight um, weight class sport, whether it's boxing, UFC, any martial art, um, did I say weightlifting? I don't know if I said weightlifting, but there's a lot of people that like to be in a smaller class thinking they have so much more of an advantage over somebody that's naturally more smaller. And that's easier to do when you're really young. You know, you can bounce back. You don't get too much damage from doing anything extreme. But when you get a little older, and when I even mean a little older, it's like north of 25. Stuff starts slowing down, especially if you're not on your P's and Q's for the most part. Like, I've weighed around, I, I competed in the 94 kilo weight class in weightlifting, and I've weighed around this for the past, when did I graduate? 2008. So now more than, almost 15 years, I've weighed around the same. I'm up to 100 now, but that's on purpose. But if I even just started my diet the same way, um, that I was when I was training real hard, I'd get back down to around 96 to 94 quickly. But sometimes when you're a lot younger, and I wouldn't say Hamza was younger, I think he's 27 or 28, but when you train as much as he does, you think you can get away with certain things. And life comes at you quick when you're seven and a half pounds over, right? So Nate Diaz weighs in. Well, let me say... Everybody else on the main card weighed in at the correct weight. And the other day, 
it seems like um, Kevin Holland got into it, Hamzat and Darren Till and everybody in the back. So they kind of canceled most of the pre-press press conference that they had like on Wednesday night, I think, or Thursday night. And since Hamzat weighed in eight pounds over, Kevin Holland is a 185 fighter. And his fight was already a catchweight. So that was kind of a toss-up. So now, the new fight card is Kevin Holland versus Hamza Chimaev. <laughs> Lee Ji Liang versus Daniel Rodriguez. And Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson. Now, if anybody has watched MMA for the past decade, you would have never thought in 2022 that Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson would be fighting at welterweight. Now, I don't remember if Tony Ferguson has fought at welterweight before. He's been 155 for so long that I've forgotten if he ever did. But I know Nate Diaz, um, when he fought Connor, was a welterweight at first. Not because he wanted to. It's because he did it on 11 days notice. And he was like, I'll fight him, but I ain't cutting weight. <laughs> and since Connor was over too, he wasn't... At 155, yet at the time, he was still cutting. They accepted the fight. Nate Diaz won. You know the deal. The rematch. Uh, Nate Diaz loses a close decision, which I don't know. Whatever. But you would not guess that Tony Ferguson and Nate Diaz would be fighting in 2022. If, if If any of you guys know anything about the history of... MMA, Nate Diaz is an OG of OGs. He's fought in almost every type of organization before UFC was even, like, super popular. And it's not like he is an amazing fighter. Um, He didn't go on, like, long, lengthy win streaks. But, man, he beat Conor McGregor when he was supposed to be that guy. And And to me, that... That proved enough to where I knew that Connor wasn't that guy. Like, he wasn't a complete mixed martial artist. He was good, and I'll always give him credit for winning the fights that he needed to to become double champ. But if you get beat by Nate Diaz that wants to fight you on 11 days notice at a weight class higher because he doesn't feel like cutting, and you are supposed to be the more superior fighter, I feel like you should win. And even if you're preparing for anybody else, I don't know. That that just might be the athlete in me being harsh. I just feel like that's what should have happened. But on the flip side, Tony Ferguson, man, did he go on a tear. He fought everybody and anybody that was 155-er, um, beat Kevin Lee. I think he submitted him off his back. And then the unluckiness, which was Habib versus Tony. I think they they tried to get that fight five times. Two times Khabib pulled out. Um, Two times Tony pulled out. And the last one hurt the most, man. On April Fool's Day, Tony Ferguson tears his ACL, tripping over some wires at a press conference for Khabib versus Tony. That might have been one of the most frustrating days in any MMA fan's career's life. 
right? Like anybody that was at loved MMA at the time. He trips over some wires on April Fool's Day. And I still remember watching that video on um, Dana White's page. It's like, I wish this was a joke. Tony Ferguson and Habib Nurmagomedov has been canceled again. <laughs> and oh, everybody was saying, oh, why is he wearing the sunglasses in the press conference? So I was like, man... Them sunglasses didn't do anything. If you've ever been to like a big media event and you look at the floor where there's like 50 microphones, they have so many of those wires going mismatched. And yeah, they try to do their best by like consolidating them, taping them off. But there's so many that you're bound to trip over one. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to tear ACL if you go to a major conference and you have to speak. But there's always a chance if you have like a two inch round electrical cord or audio cord roping a hundred feet away from where it's supposed to be and trying to get to the mic above some stairs that they jerry rig put together on a stage right like a lot of those things are kind of makeshift now they have it pretty solid they're a professional company but you know do wherever they're doing the conference at the layout could be different the the equipment might not fit right. They might have to put something in a different area. Who, Whatever the excuse is or the reason is, um, those things just happen. And it's ridiculous that we had to do it five times and the actual injury happening on April Fool's Day. Now, who would have believed it? I swear I didn't believe it all day until it was still true on April 2nd. <laughs> and just to make sure on April 3rd. But this matchup, though, Kevin Holland versus Hamza Chimaev. So Hamza started at 185, but wanted to be at 170. Now, he's a pretty tall dude. Um, him and Darren Till are around the same height, same weight. But they're, like, friends now, so they're probably not going to fight each other anytime soon. But Kevin Holland... I think it was the year of the pandemic, 2020, where he won five five fights in a row in one year, which is, I think, either tied a UFC record for most fights won in a year. I can't remember exactly what it was, but then he went on like a little up and down, up and down streak where he was learning how to fight better. He was... Uh, it wasn't necessarily changing camps, but he was con um, consulting with different coaches to find his best practices. Now, he looks like more of a complete fighter. With that being said, Hamza is pretty much a buzzsaw running on, f on maximum RPMs at all times. Now, my gut instinct is... Kevin Holland doesn't have a chance with Hamza, right? Because if Hamza was losing weight, but he he was still eight pounds away, he didn't look as drained as I thought he would be if he's that far away and he was trying that hard. He didn't look that bad. But Kevin Holland hasn't proven to me that he is... Um, 
I would say super elite. He's pretty good, but you know, it's he's at he's at that level where it's like he could be really good, or he could be just you know, gatekeeper slash number three, number four in the rankings for the rest of his time in the UFC. But Hamza has shown that even when he wasn't, he he's still pretty green, right? In the UFC, he's a new fighter. Obviously, he's buzzed through almost everybody except for um, Gilbert Burns. He still, but he still got the win. So even doing all of that, he still has to prove that he's elite. And Kevin Holland would technically be his biggest test next to Gilbert Burns. Only I now I only say that because. I think Kevin Holland is younger than Gilbert Burns, and it's not necessarily a better skill. Um, but if Kevin can stay on the outside, not get grappled, I think he has a chance. Because even though uh, Hamza is tall, I don't think his arms are that long. I actually have never looked up his reach. Yeah, Kevin Holland has a... Looks like six-inch reach advantage. They're about the same height. So if if Kevin can stay on the outside, work his way in instead of getting grappled or taken down. Now, I don't think Hamza can submit Kevin Holland, but he, like I said, he's a buzzsaw running on the maximum RPM. So if he can get it going, he will keep it going. Um... He's a volume, he's a volume slash power fighter because he's young. He's 28. I just looked it up. He's 28. So he has a lot of stuff to learn in terms of energy conservation, um, efficient fighting. But, I mean, if you hit somebody first and they fold, you don't need to learn how to fight any better, right? Like, it's the Tyson effect. You keep going, you keep going, you keep going until you show a chink in the arm and then you figure out how to shore that up. <laughs> but that should be a good fight. I'm hoping to see that. I am going to my alma mater to watch a football game. I got a couple of friends coming into town. Uh, we all went to North Texas. Yeah, I know it's not that big of a school, but it's the only school that I'm a fan of because I, I pay with my money and my body <laughs> playing football. That being said, uh, Lee Jin Liang versus Daniel Rodriguez. Now, I don't know much about Daniel Rodriguez. Um, I know Lee Jin Liang just fought Hamza and didn't do so hot. But he did beat uh, Muslim Salikov, which was pretty, um, pretty cut and dry. Uh, he knocked him out pretty bad, in my opinion. And I was looking forward to him fighting Tony Ferguson because I thought that would be a good matchup. You know, Lee Ji Liang is pretty aggressive, but can be a counterfighter. And Tony Ferguson is kind of like all over the place. Um, if you watch some of his fights, I kind of don't even know what style Tony Ferguson fights as. Um, it's just literally cardio 
and elbows. <laughs> Cardio and elbows from every angle you can throw an elbow from. Which is, you know, when you're young, you can kind of get away with it. But Tony now being 38, um, your chin kind of goes <laughs> when you're hoping that you can take punishment and then try to win at the end of the fight. But the other two um, fights on the main card, Irene Aldana versus Marza Chiston, this should be a pretty good fight. I think Irene Aldana is on a win streak right now. Is she? Uh, looks like she lost to Holly. And she beat Yana Kunitskaya. And she had a fight canceled versus Jermaine Durandame. But she's been on a pretty good roll, I would say. But let's see what Macy has done. She beat Raquel Pennington. Looks like she has two fights canceled in 2020. She won two fights in 2019. So they're both kind of middle of the road fighters. They're not too good. They're not too bad. They're trying to find their place in the... Oh, it looks like they're at a catchweight. But I guess they mainly fight at bantamweight. So, not much to see here. It looks like it's just a good good old matchup where you're trying to find their place. I mean, really, who's going to beat um, uh, Shevchenko? Like, it's really just a battle of who wants to fight Shevchenko next, right? In the la in the first fight on the uh, main card, this should be a good fight. Unless Johnny Walker gets knocked out by Elon Kutalaba. Now, if you don't remember, Elon is um he was that one fighter where he was acting like he was kind of knocked out to try to bait somebody in. I can't remember who he fought. But he tried to act like he was knocked out to bait somebody in. The ref called it, and it's kind of controversial. And they had a rematch the next pay-per-view, and Elon got knocked out. But you wouldn't have known what would have happened if he would have been able to trick his opponent to coming in and getting knocked out. But Johnny Walker, as of late, hadn't been doing so well, right? He... I can't remember. He went on a, a quick streak in 2018. Looked like he was going to be that guy to beat um, John Jones. And then Corey Anderson knocks him out clean. And then he wins a couple and then fights Nikita Krilov and gets dropped. He fights Thiago Santos and basically gets... <laughs> Killed. And then Jamal Hill knocked him out as well. So he's had a long road. And in between, he I think he tore something in his shoulder during a celebration, uh, which was kind of dumb. But, you know, things happen. You, you get ahead of yourself and you think you're great. <laughs> and he tore something in his shoulder. But this might be a pivotal moment for Johnny Walker. 
as he's had a couple losses in the UFC. And, you know, if you're not generating ticket sales and you're not at least popular, they're going to cut you. Uh, Tiago Santos just got cut after knocking him out and after having a lackluster fight in his, his next fight. He is coming off of double super knee surgery after fighting John Jones, but uh, that's not it. They, they don't care. Like, it's uh, what have you done for me lately kind of sport. It's like they don't care if you went on a 10-fight win streak. You lose two. What are you doing for me? Not much. People like Tony Ferguson can drive ticket sales. Connor can drive ticket sales. Khabib, if he would have ever lost, which he didn't because he's the GOAT, would have driven ticket sales. But if you're not driving ticket sales and and you're losing fights, man, they'll cut you quick. I follow this um, page on Twitter the UFC roster watch and man, some of those names, I'm like, man, he got cut too, and he gets cut, and she get cut. You would think, and even fighters that are on win streaks, you know, they might just be at the end of their contract. I'm like, hey, you didn't do anything, you didn't generate any sales, you weren't popular, you weren't exciting. They're gonna cut you, just like um, Colby would say whenever he upped his um, trash talk game just to be relevant. But this should be a good card. Because man, oh man, when I saw that Hamza was seven and a half pounds over, then the Nate Diaz fight was canceled. Then I saw Tony Ferguson versus Nate Diaz. Then I see Kevin Holland versus Hamza Chimaev. I'm like, what is going on today? And we still don't know what really happened behind the scenes. They got into an altercation to cancel the pre-fight presser. But I still haven't seen any more information about that. So, if I see anything, I'll let y'all know on Twitter. Because I know you guys love me talking about MMA. MMA is literally my favorite sport outside of football. And football is only my second favorite sport because I played it. (laughs) But... I might have another podcast for you coming on Sunday or Monday. I'm going to release this tonight. It's around 1 a.m. But I was, everything, the dust is finally settled. So I was ready to say something. (laughs) So, hey, again, thank you guys for supporting. If you want, share this on your various platforms. Uh, Coming to Apple Podcasts soon. Um... I don't know if I'm going to do Patreon anymore. It seems kind of a lot of work. And again, this is still a one-man show. And work has picked up. I've gotten a little bit more important. So I don't want to stretch my time too thin. Because I do enjoy training and my free time. You know, I know you don't get rich off of taking a break. But some folks need a break. (laughs) I've been working my whole life. So anyways, this has been, I think, episode 21 of Interesting Conversations. This wasn't too interesting, but it was interesting to me. So we're having a conversation about it. All right. I'll see you guys.